Happy Father's Day from Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle. I am an only child of a mom and a dad, and I just wished my dad a happy Father's Day. He retired and moved to Florida. He is 74, I think, or 75. But uh, I have an unusual dad. I have a relationship with my dad. We love each other. And he sent me this morning, he sent me three photos of himself as a child. And one is a black and white of him standing there kind of posing. And he was dressed like an Indian. And not to be disrespectful to the Indian Native American culture, I think people uh, are way too judgmental about that when they look at somebody, especially a kid that's dressed as an Indian when they're a white person, uh, especially if you think about the intentions of the kid. My dad made a note of telling me that when he was, um, I think he's nine years old in the photo of him dressed as an Indian, and he said he never wanted to be a cowboy when he played cowboys and Indians with his friends. He always wanted to be the Indian because he thought the Indians were smarter than the cowboys and he just felt more like he identified more with the Indians than he did with the cowboys, uh, which I love about my dad and it makes me think of Tom Petty and Tori Amos and how they had Native American um, full-blooded, one of their grandparents was full-blooded Native American Indian. Um, and the wisdom of Native Americans, I remember being taught in school about, I went to alternative schools, and so we learned about the truth about the white man being attacked by, um, I mean, the white man stealing this land from the Indians and not respecting the Native American Indians' um, wisdom in taking care of Mother Earth and nature and thinking of the next seven generations and basically having a love and respect for nature and the land and thinking of the earth as something to take care of and not something to dominate. Um, and my dad's also not a religious person. He's very, he's actually agnostic, not really an atheist, but he's not into religion at all. But, um, and then he sent me a picture of my dad with his half brother and two little kittens when he's, he's nine, 11 or 13 in most of the pictures he sent. And then he sent me a third picture. That's a portrait of just, you know, like his school photo when he was a really cute little, uh, 11 year old, um, and I just think about the photos of my dad, and uh, I have some cute photos of my dad and I together that I could send him and wish him happy Father's Day. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about the relationship with my dad. I know that a lot of people have um, fathers that are no longer living, or they have very troubled relationships with their fathers that they're estranged with, or maybe the father abandoned the family. I don't have that kind of relationship with my dad. My dad and I have a slightly competitive relationship. Um, I feel like he's my older brother more than he is my dad. And the same with my mom. I feel like both my parents are like my older brother and my older sister, and we had no parents and we had to raise ourselves. We're sort of orphans on some level. So basically, we all had kind of difficult childhoods together separately. 
My dad actually is a really smart, sensitive person. He's in touch with his feminine side. He has a great sense of humor. And what saved him as a kid, because my grandmother was a bit depressed, and I don't know a lot about my grandmother. She passed away a while back, and um, but she was very depressed, but not really um, in therapy for it. She was kind of withdrawn, and I feel like she had a troubled relationship my grandparents divorced when my dad was a little kid, and then my grandmother married a, um, an abusive alcoholic, and my dad had to um, uh, stand up to him and tell him to leave my leave my mother alone, you know, leave my grandmother alone. Basically, my dad had to stand up, and then my dad ran away from home, and he got ulcers as a young kid, and basically what saved my dad from the neglect that he suffered as a child uh, is music and comedy. He listened to um, Bob Dylan and Elvis and Gordon Lightfoot, probably Elvis when he was a little kid, you know, the first, um, the Everly Brothers and Elvis and Simon and Garfunkel and Bob Dylan and Gordon Lightfoot and Joan Baez and uh, those are, and Frank Sinatra. Those are some of the music that my dad listened to. And then my dad ended up uh, writing folk music, and he was very influenced by Gordon Lightfoot, and my dad wrote folk songs and played his guitar and kind of taught himself how to do that. Um, didn't do it professionally, but was kind of serious about it for a while when I was a kid, and he also was really into Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Jonathan Winters and lots of really interesting comedians and Steve Martin and people like that, and he was very influenced by comedians and music, and and uh, my grandfather was a, a promoter of jazz music, and kind of secretly wanted to be an actor. And he played the saxophone, and he threw parties in in Southern California. And Frank Sinatra was at one of the parties, and my grandmother danced with Frank Sinatra. Um, but long story. But my dad kind of grew up in Southern California near Burbank, California. Went to Hollywood High School, and so I think that the idea of of um, escaping a, a challenging family life and childhood through performance, through not the fakeness of Hollywood, but the actual uh, creativity and the magic of, of acting and writing comedy and performing comedy and music and comedy and acting, that the actual beautiful, artistic, dreamy imaginationness of it, not the shallow fake glitzy stuff but the real stuff the real creativity the real heart and soul of it um, my dad was very drawn to and I as well am very drawn to it and then I think about my love for Tom Petty music and Tom Petty had a very difficult childhood and he was abused by his father and neglected by his mother in terms of his mother was a very loving sweet lady but she was very sick and in bed a lot of the time and so Tom really couldn't, Tom Petty could not really depend on either one of his parents to nurture him. And so he found music and that saved, literally saved him. And he um, fell in love with music as a little kid and would listen to it constantly years before he even started playing his own guitar. And then he started writing his own music when he was a teenager, but he didn't even know he was going to do that. But basically, music saved Tom Petty, and music and comedy and saved my dad. My dad also is an amazing tennis player, and he got a, a scholarship to go to college. My parents met at Arizona State University 
Uh, my dad was on a tennis scholarship and my mom was on a straight A student academic scholarship. So they're both gifted people. And so I'm just thinking about my dad on this Father's Day and love my dad and he loves me. But we do have kind of a complicated relationship. It's kind of passive aggressive and competitive. And I feel like both my dad and I have a certain kind of emotional wound um, and we like need a certain kind of attention from each other and we don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's unusual, but my dad is, is sensitive in touch with his feminine side. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He's not macho at all. He's very, um, a poetic and thoughtful and he loves animals and he has two cats and he's so good with cats just like me my mom dad and I all three of us separately are really good with animals and my grandma on my mom's side also was very gifted with animals she had horses and dogs and chickens and geese and I had goats in junior high, and mostly we've had dogs and cats. Mostly I've had cats. So my dad uh, walks his cat outside. I walk my cat. My mom used to walk her cat. So we're all cat walkers in my family. And I'm an only child, and I never had kids. I had an abortion in my 20s, and I sometimes, you know, wonder what if... Um, you know, I wish I could have become a mother, but it never felt safe to me mentally or physically or financially. So... I'm 50 and I have a boyfriend, but we don't live together and we're very different from each other. So I don't, I wouldn't say that we're soulmates, but we're really good friends and we're dating. And so that's good. But I just feel like, you know, family is, I feel sad about the lack of family that I have sometimes. And I don't have a lot of close friends, but I love my dad and he loves me. And my dad taught me about music and comedy. The dark side of my dad is that he's a little bit I feel a little bit dominated by him in some level, and I feel like his opinion is, he thinks that he's like Spock a little bit, he thinks of his opinion as the truth instead of his opinion, and so it's like a no-brainer that people wouldn't agree with his opinions, and so I feel a little bit like I'm not allowed to have my own opinion about music or comedy or just different philosophical subjects. And at the same time, my dad's a really nice, diplomatic, reasonable human being. And so he's complicated. You know, he has his dark side and he has his humor and his intelligence. And he's really into physical fitness. He's in his 70s and he's fit, fit, fit as a fiddle and eats healthy and exercises and is really good with his cats. And I'm going to visit him sometime. Visited him once about six months ago. Kind of want to visit him again. So he generously said he would pay for half my ticket, so I gotta pay I gotta pay the rest of it. So I gotta find a good deal on an airline flight and go visit my dad's in Florida. Um it's really hot there right now, so I probably won't go until it's cooler. But I just wanted to say happy Father's Day to all the dads and sorry to anybody who had their dad abandon them or has a really bad relationship with their father that's sad, or if their father passed away condolences. Uh, I feel lucky that I have the relationship that I do with my dad, but I will acknowledge that there's a dark side to it. And um, I feel like I have to fight for my right to be myself on some level. I feel competitive with both my parents actually on some strange level. And I, I realize now that I suppress myself a lot and I'm always apologizing because as a kid, I felt sorry for both my parents because I could sense that they were troubled in some ways or that they were just had a lot of problems they were trying to solve. They split up when I was four and 
They were distracted with trying to figure out their careers and their education and their love lives. And I feel like I didn't get enough attention. I always wanted more attention from them. And I was kind of thinking that, and I felt like ashamed that I was even born, like I was in the way. And so I kind of felt like, I think as a little kid, I felt like my job was to just be a good little girl and stay out of their way and try to help them solve their problems. So I think I felt like as a kid, I was supposed to help my parents solve their problems. And then I think, and then they can raise me, then they'll focus on me. As soon as I help them solve their problems, you know, then they get to focus on me and they can help me build my self-esteem. I think that's what I thought. And I think part of me still thinks that part of me still thinks that I'm supposed to go around and help other people and then I can eventually they'll help me or that I could build my self-esteem. So I'm still trying to figure out, you know, how do I have self-confidence? And then I listen to Eckhart Tolle and I think, you know, that's just a bunch of ego. It doesn't matter. I am no, there is no self. There's just a human that's me that I'm breathing and my mom and dad are, are breathing and I love my parents. And at the same time, I just I think of my childhood as, as like a checkerboard childhood. So um, I think it was really good and really bad. And I want to stop apologizing. Somebody said, stop apologizing for being yourself. And it's like, if I do something really mean or inconsiderate, I do think it's good to say, hey, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, or I'm sorry I was inconsiderate or self-centered. But at the same time, I don't want to apologize for myself, for being myself, Somebody said, I'm repetitive. You're repetitive. You're repetitive. You're repetitive. I talk about Tom Petty and why I love the music of Tom Petty and it drives some people crazy. I'm also obsessed with nutrition and, you know, people around me just don't want to hear about it. So I either need to find new friends or I need to realize that I'm a really obsessive, repetitive person and I annoy people. Uh, but I don't annoy people when I work as a model with medical and art students. So that's working out just great. And I have a good relationship with my cat. So thanks for listening. So happy Father's Day. I think I'm going to do my full on hour long radio show today. And I might talk about some of these things about family dynamics and um, how as a 50 year old, you know, how do I continue growing and learning and healing and you know, I never had kids, so I imagine if I, I had given birth to a child, I would have focused on trying to make sure that child felt like it was getting enough attention and validation and mirroring and try to do whatever I could to build up the child's self-esteem or help them develop high self-esteem and encourage them to pursue their dreams. Both my parents actually have told me to follow my heart and do what I love and follow my dreams. And they both, you know, my mom's a visual artist. My dad wrote comedy and music and he's a tennis player. So they all, they both encouraged me actually to be creative and express myself and do my own thing. And at the same time, they're both very critical and perfectionistic. So it's kind of a complicated thing. So it's like I felt encouraged and yet I felt criticized and like I wasn't supposed to make mistakes and like I so I felt held back by that kind of energy and at the same time I, I felt like oh yeah well I'm just going to do it anyway and I'm not going to be a perfectionist in fact some of the art that I like I do some great art but also I rebel against my parents for being perfectionists and so I'm like oh yeah well I'm just gonna do this it's good enough you know so maybe the opposite of being a perfectionist is being a little sloppy and just doing improvisation and just being like eh, it's good enough whatever I'm just gonna publish this and put it out into the public eye even though it's not 
like brilliant. So uh, <laughs> there it is. But I think some of my art is brilliant. And some of it is more kind of rough draft. Here it is. Uh, quick and, you know, quick and dirty and rough around the edges. Maybe inside a little hollow, a little rough around the edges, a little side, a little hollow. That's part of a Tom Petty or a Bob Dylan song. I saw the Bob Dylan movie by Scorsese on Netflix the other night, and it was kind of disturbing. It was, I loved it, but it was really kind of creepy and uncomfortable. The whole fame, the fame of Bob Dylan could be a little bit creepy, and he's a little bit kind of mean to people in some ways. Um, and yet, I love the magical music of Bob Dylan, and he's kind of an enigmatic person that's kind of out there vulnerable and yet he totally hides and doesn't really reveal himself to anyone you know in terms of his public career I don't know what his family and friends you know the the side of Bob Dylan that his family and friends get to see is not something that we get to see but um whereas Tom Petty's personality is so different even though their music is is similar and overlaps in some ways and it's influenced by each other or mostly Tom Petty was influenced by Bob. I don't know if Bob is influenced by Tom Petty, but um, what was I going to say? The personalities are so different of Tom Petty and Bob Dylan. It's kind of interesting to contrast that, you know, Tom was much more charming and flirtatious with the audience, and Bob is almost like rebelling against the audience even being there on some level. Um, before he was successful, he was really ambitious and trying hard to succeed. And then as soon as he became successful, he kind of acted like he didn't really care and wasn't going to be a sellout. So it's like he rebels against whatever's going on, which actually a lot of great artists, Madonna is very rebellious. A lot of really cool artists are rebellious. I'd like to think of myself as a rebel, a rebel with a cause. So thanks for listening. My dad also has a real fondness for James Dean, and I can see why. There's a certain woundedness in James Dean that comes through his work, and my dad resonates with that. I also resonate with that. So this sort of wounded child thing, the neglect and abuse and trying to to um, survive through difficult uh, childhood and fragile self-esteem, you know, fragile sense of self, intangible desire for wealth, um, intimacy chasing me feel like it's erasing me these are some of the lines from some of my poems that I've written empathy for the predator which I need to finish the poem of thanks for listening my name's Shannon Kring Goddess Kring I have an hour long radio show on every Thursday on Hollow Earth Radio Seattle just look it up Goddess Kring Radio Shannon Kringen podcast it's an hour long I've done it for almost two years every week um, thanks for listening I'm a multimedia artist and an art model and a medical model and um I'm going to write a memoir, perhaps, about my checkerboard checkerboard childhood and maybe talk about my freelance full-time career and how I built that up and how I survived a challenging childhood. That's Both my parents, again, are like really great people in some ways, and yet there's this sort of lack of things that I received, and I'm still trying to figure out, and I might even be a little bit autistic, I really don't know. So I have gaps, and I'm really kind of a brilliant person in some ways, and yet I'm kind of really wounded and crippled in in a certain way on some emotional level, and I hold back a lot. But I am an introvert, but I hold back my... Somebody said they that sees auras said that they they can sense that I, I try to repress my aura. I don't feel comfortable letting it fully shine out into the world. So maybe that's true. I don't know. Okay, well, thanks for listening. 
Um, have a great day or night, everyone. Bye.